Welcome to the Make You Famous podcast, where host Jeffrey Goldsmith talks with guests about fame and how to achieve it. I'm your host, Jeffrey Goldsmith. And check out the book at makeyoufamous.co. So we have here with us today Dr. Donna Rockwell, a licensed clinical psychologist with a celebrity mental health practice in New York City, and Rockwell specializes in fame and celebrity psychology. Welcome, uh, Donna. How are you today? It's lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. So I've I've asked you to um, connect with me because I'm writing a book about um, how to become famous. It's called This Book Can Make You Famous, and it's going to come out in May. And um, so I thought it would be great to um, talk about some of your work uh, because I've read some of it and um, and see, you know, and, and so you can share your thoughts with a wider audience. Um, and so I'd like to start with um, really with a, you know, asking you whether you can give everyone listening a realistic assessment of the experience of being famous. I mean, you, you've seen a lot of people. So what what is it when people become famous? What happens to folks? How how does it change their lives and their and their mental health? Well, in addition to seeing celebrities as clinical psychology patients, I also did my doctoral research on the experience of fame by interviewing um, 16 famous celebrities, national and international. So a lot of my information about the actual experience of becoming famous, what it feels like to become famous, and the effects of fame come from scientific qualitative inquiry research into that experience specifically. So it's not just from, you know, seeing clients and hearing what their life experiences are, which I think Mm -hmm. gives it a different edge. But to answer your question, what's interesting is that most of us don't realize how precious or how valuable anonymity is. And I know this is sort of the antithesis of your book, but when people become famous, I find that the thing that they miss the most is this um, precious anonymity that the rest of us have in the sense that we can walk down the street in complete privacy where a famous person sort of surrenders their privacy when they achieve fame and they spend the rest of their lives sort of craving it again, that privacy, that anonymity. There's a great quote I love from Harrison Ford who says that being famous is like walking down the street with a skunk on your head. So everybody wants to be famous, but the um, intense scrutiny and the um, living under the microscope of society, and especially today with the Internet, it's so um, intensified. And it can reach into areas of snarkiness so quickly that it's pretty hard to be famous, actually. And the other thing that happens is the sense of losing trust. So who do I trust? What can I trust? So some pretty existential and fundamental issues come up. Yeah, I was going to ask you about mistrust. Absolutely. Because you, you end up surrounded by people and you don't know whether they're really your friends or they just want to be with you because you're famous. Exactly. And there's this notion called reflected glory. 
which shows that um, and speaks to the fact that, you know, we all love to be around fame. Um, it, it's a sort of a high, you know, it's a kind of a drug. And it feels, wow, kind of mm, strippy to be around famous people, to be in that world of fame. It's very um, heady. And so it's addictive in its own right for the celebrity as well as for the friends of the celebrity. And, yes, I mean, I think the famous people, and they often speak to this, um, why do you like me? Do you like me because of who I am or because of what I do? And so that seed of mistrust never really goes away, both for really old friends and for new ones. A, um, uh, A-list movie star I interviewed for my dissertation, for my research, said that being famous when you go out with your friends, he said fame sits between them on the table like a bloated cod. You know, it's it's always there. And the feelings of um, jealousy mixed with envy, mixed with um, excitement at being amidst the spotlight and the reflected glory that comes from that can create incredible mistrust and um, sort of a lack of joy, you know. People may look like they're partying, but are they joyfully partying? You know. So, so then, why why do you think you know? Why do you think people want more fame? So you become a little famous, you get recognized for something, which is normal to to seek recognition for your talent and so forth. Right. But then, for but then, why do you want and more? Your passion and your art. Mm-hmm. Why do you want more? Um, well, why do you why? Is there such a thing as addiction? Why do we start out with a small amount feels good, but then I need more, you know, in many ways, you know, it could even be about ice cream, <laughs> but we, we're not satisfied. Our threshold rises. And of course, as human beings, we have a natural level of competition. So ah, there's such a crazed celebrity culture environment in which the Petri dish in which we're all living right now, that there's just natural born competition with Twitter and and Facebook and Instagram in particular. There's just this rush for for, um, recognition that can't stop. I mean, a a CEO wants to compete with other CEOs. It's, It's a natural tendency. So, you know, and to, and to that point, what's, Ultimately, the saddest of all in the end is the people who cannot give up fame and the longing they have for that time of life where fame is only fleeting. We can't say fame you, forever. One of the case studies I talk about in, in, in my book is Balloon Boy's parents who mm, were, remember, they were on I remember them. Yeah. They, they were on wife swap twice, but then they needed it again. And so they faked sending their son up below the balloon, and the son outed them on CNN. I, I don't know if you remember that specifically. but I do very off. much, yeah. Yes, did they were friends, as I recall. <laughs> it was live. Exactly. Exactly. So do you have, do you have any, you know, do you want to talk about, without naming names, a client you might have now who is in that situation, who was once famous and their fame is declining or something like that? I mean, do you, do you have an example of that you can talk about? Well, 
I have some quotes as examples in the sense that um, someone who used to be known around the entire world as a, you know, world famous singer is walking mm-hmm. down the street. She's in her 60s. She's no longer a world famous singer. And someone stops her on the street and says, hey, didn't you used to be fill in the blank? Wow. And she, wow. And she just stopped in her tracks and she was like, I still am, she said in her head. Right. Right. So because, there's because an none objectification. Of us, yeah. So that's an objectification of the person. You know, it's like that they're an object. They're they're a thing. And that's how famous people feel. They feel like a thing, um, rather than a person. Person's looking through uh, them. Um uh, another example is um someone who is a um a network news star and they're walking into the building to go onto the set and people are screaming her name and then someone touches her as she walks by and they start yelling I touched her I touched her and she like turns around and you know feels what what is this and she talks about it as um that fame breeds inappropriate familiarity Right. So that's a great example because I think a lot of people have at one time or another been identified as an object and then that allows you to relate to this feeling. I mean, all of us, we've all been objectified in one way or another. And in hearing your example, to be objectified constantly would be incredibly alienating, wouldn't it not? Yes, and... and a New York Times article that quoted me, um, Love People, Not Things, I think it was called um, last couple years ago, they list the um, the data results of what people said it felt like to be famous, and that included things like, um, I feel like a Barbie doll, a toy in a, sh- on, in a shop window, I feel like that guy on TV. So there is this sense of objectification. Uh, of the celebrity. And, if it, you know, when they say it's lonely at the top, this is why. This is why it is so lonely, you know? Um, and look at the stars who died alone from a drug overdose, you know? Um, I mean, it's the list, it's sad. It's almost an epidemic, you know? It is yeah. an epidemic within the same um, community. And right. it's it's very sad, and that's why, as a clinician, as a as a psychologist, I you know it's a heart matter for me because these people are misunderstood and they're marginalized and underrepresented, and it's right. it's hard to um, help them reclaim their lives. You see, because they lose something that you and I have, which is we can go out and we can go to the mall and we can go out to dinner without being hounded. Um, right. You know, I happen to be married to someone who is a local sportscaster, and we've been mm-hmm. married for 30-something years, and I am trained. I don't even think about it. When we walk into a restaurant, I always take the seat that faces the the audience. Listen to me. Hello, Dr. Freud. But I always take the seat that faces <laughs> the restaurant. Right. I allow him. It's just, you know, it's in my, in my genes now, in my cells. And he, right has his back so he can have some privacy. 
Right. You know, right. And, so, and so, so the, me as the wife, I mean, people are staring at me. So the whole family feels the impact. Right. So, so you've talked about this being an epidemic, and you know, it's when when you look at the surveys, a vast majority of of kids want to be famous now, and it seems that access to media, the the, the, the fact that we all have access to social media now, we all can create our own channels, that seems to be causing this. Have you, have you looked at how this is affecting our children? Absolutely. I mean, you, you, there's so much research talking about how the fact that particularly like adolescent girls mm-hmm. um, peg so much of their identity on how many likes they get on Instagram. Um mm-hmm. And, and, and things like this, it will only magnify the problem, of course. And in fact, there was a study they did in the UK a few years ago and they asked, um, adolescents, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the majority of them sadly answered famous. Yep. There was another study, um, it was in the Northeast. It was that fellow who wrote Fame Junkies. I can't recall his name, but he did a survey of middle schoolers, I think it was about 10 years ago, and uh, similar results. Like, everybody wanted to be an assistant to someone famous rather than president of GM, right, or a senator. But being an assistant to someone famous seemed more intriguing to kids. It's fascinating. It's reflected glory again, and it's it's identity yep. formation. So if I'm mm-hmm. close to this famous person, I have value. So that's really right. what it's all about. And if we can yeah, be a situation mm-hmm. where our, you know, children growing up can understand what true happiness is, what true value is, the value of service and giving to others as the only happiness that's lasting, I think we'll be doing um, a good service for the next generation also fighting the effects of our celebrity culture, the creeping, mm-hmm. creeping value loss. Okay. So, so we, young people. We, we, we really, you know, um, looked at the dark side of all this quite a bit over the past, um, uh, minute. <laughs> this is also, this has also been with us for thousands of years, right? We, 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 you know, they were senators Cleopatra. in Rome. Right. We have, we have what? What did you say? Cleopatra, Mark Anthony, yeah. Precisely. There's there's nobility. There were famous actors. There were the gods of you know the, the pantheon in ancient Greece, and so that it's been part of humanity forever. What you know? What's so? What's the upset of this? Why do we need to have celebrities as part of our culture? Because obviously we do. What what, what do you well, think? I mean, I, I know. It's not a psychological question, but it's more sociological. Well, it's both actually because, yes, Jeff, exactly, because we are going back again to that whole notion of identity, and Mm -hmm. we need heroes. We need role models. We need some sort of mentor image to aspire to, and Mm -hmm. that's why famous people are important in our society, What's most important, I think, is what they do with the fame. And that also came up a lot in my research was this idea that um, fame has tremendous currency. And to answer in a clinical sense the 
clients and patients who do best, who fare um, well and who thrive are the ones who figure that out and are able to use their famous currency to make the world a better place. Example, Matt Damon, work, you know, working on uh, water issues in Africa, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Bono and U2, doing all of their philanthropic work. Um, Katie Couric, um, working on colon cancer research and um, Stand Up to Cancer um, fundraising. These are the people who've taken their fame and have used it to make the world a better place. And that is the best thing that a famous person can do for their mental health. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's different personality types. There's the narcissists who just want to be famous because they feel they deserve it. And then there's the altruists who go out and, as you say, do something good with their fame, with their currency. And what I'd like to do is quote um, Robert Millman, who is the consultant to Major League Baseball and Mm -hmm. um, works at Cornell Weill in New York, and he coined the Mm -hmm. term um, acquired situational narcissism. And his theory is that um, when we're normal, and if you use your hands to, like, point outward and then back into yourself, that's how our lives are. We give out, we take in, we give out, we take in. But when a person becomes famous, all of a sudden, that line of um, connection is only inward. So you have all these sycophants around the the famous person or um, Mm -hmm. people, uh, handlers. And so Mm -hmm. everything's about the famous person. So it's all all incoming. And there's less and less outgoing, right? So Mm -hmm. um, that becomes a problem. And he says that even a person who's had early life experiences that would not indicate narcissism can, can have what he calls situational narcissism. Wow. So it can drive right. you to become narcissistic because of it because does. of this conditioning. Yeah. Exactly, because of your the petri dish you're living in, because of mm-hmm. your everyday, every moment experiences. We are nothing really I mean we are a heart and a soul, we're spiritual beings, but we are neurological masses, right? And we will respond neurologically based on our conditioning and every day is a new day and we're conditioned and we grow. And so the question is, in what direction? And so in teaching mindfulness, this is really like how I help famous people change. If we're going to get into that, like how can we, how can we shift it a bit? And if a person can develop a mindfulness practice, so it's the opposite of only having uh, incoming um, Mm -hmm. energy or importance Mm -hmm. or connection, if a person can develop a mindfulness practice and come to actually see themselves, slow the whole process down because fame is so rapid. I mean, the celebrity life is like, you know, on auto drive. Um, mm-hmm. Slow the whole thing down and be mindful. Then they have a better opportunity to see how they can be happier and what is happiness when you're famous, seeing fame as currency, and what can I do with this? And I can even yeah. feel a change in my body just saying those words. Um, no, me too. There's me a too. lot of good that can come from being a famous person in, in the Western world. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big, I, you know, I live in San Francisco, so all of my friends 
um, say, oh, I don't want to be famous. But then I, when I say, well, look, you could have more currency to do more, more altruistic acts, then they're like, huh, that sounds interesting, <laughs> right? When, exactly. when you realize that, yeah, 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 that, uh, that it gives you power to do more good in the world. And uh, I suppose that if you have um, situational narcissism and then you're able to see that doing good in the world and serving will bring you more happiness, that becomes a motivator to, to do well. I guess that's, that's, that's a great right. message for... Mm-hmm. And, and you know, to your point, too, it can, it can sort of be a parallel process where, yes, I'm famous. Yes, I'm celebrated. Yes, it's, you know, I'm in the top, you know, 0.1% of humanity that has this sort of acclaim. And mm-hmm. I can take and reach out. So, it, it, you know, I talk about this a lot, but... If you don't have to collapse the paradox and have only one thing be true, which is that I'm famous and this is a celebrity life, and it, I'm just going to take whatever comes with it, but sort of have a two-handed approach where I accept this incredible um, blessing, this gift of, of fame and celebrity and, and adulation from the world, and what can I do with it? And yeah, well, what mm-hmm. is this about? What is the deeper meaning? What does this have to do with my existence, my life, and how can I make the same meaningful to me and to others? Well, that's that's a great way to conclude this, um, Dr. Rockwell, and I really appreciate the conversation. Is, is there anything else you'd like to add? I mean, I I, I feel like this has been this has been a, a super call, and. Um, Perhaps we can do one in the future after my book comes out, after I've done some more interviews. And, you know, I'd I'd love to stay in touch and and see where this goes. I would love to do that, absolutely. And if I could, I guess, just leave everyone with one thought, it would be um, we need to perhaps teach our children well. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. All right. Well, have a nice afternoon, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much, Jeff. Take care. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out the book at makeyoufamous.co. 